Amuna is our future. Yes, we are blessed today to begin our class with an inspired focus of a new concept. We've all heard about the idea of anti-Semitism. We are now going to discuss a new concept called anti-soulism. Anti-soulism with unification. Our hope is that we'll get to unification as the goal. But for some reason right now, I'm just going to fix this on the Facebook level. <laughs> Had this last time. Thank God. Hashem. The opportunity to do this together. To begin this wonderful class in our wonderful studio in Yushalayim. We are together with Amuna is our future with anti-soulism being the real focus for anti-Semitism that people discuss so much. And our goal together, as repeating again for our YouTube viewers and for our mainstream website viewers, but for the Facebook for the first time, we're going live about anti-soulism. It's a very profound revelation that came to me these last few days. And I want to thank you all for joining on this wonderful wintry, almost spring day in Ada Rishon. We are heading towards Ada Shani. The Shabbos Pasha Shkolem is Shabbos Mavarachim Ada Shani. A perfect time to work on these concepts. We already discussed many weeks with going into the living a true life, a soulful living. We just already prepared the way for this revelation, this class, which I thank Hashem every day that I got this concept out, this hashtag anti-soulism, because we're in a world that's very aware, that's trending daily on all our social media platforms, through all our different media companies, the concept of anti-Semitism. It's a real thing that we've experienced historically. I personally experienced as a young child growing up in London. I was unfortunately blessed to have coins thrown at me and told stingy Jew. And that same person years later attacking my friends in the ice cream shop of Edgware. And it was pretty obvious it was for anti-Semitic reasons, a certain halacha that we know that's brought down the ace of sona yaakov that there's a concept that ace of the descendant of yitzchak avinu all the way through to the descendants that destroyed the base of mingdash the second base of mingdash were descendants from ace of and their sona it's yaakov they have a deep hatred towards yaakov avinu towards the descendants of the jewish people towards israel and the key is for our purposes where we are holding right now Erev Purim. And the reason I'm talking in such a fashion is because Erev Purim, the big Purim that's coming up, is filled with a story, a Megillus Esther, of the continuation of this challenge between Yaakov and Mordechai, and sorry, Yaakov with Esau and Mordechai with Homan. Yaakov and is a continuation is the sino, the pipeline for that spiritual connection to Yaakov Ishtam, Yoshev Oholem, someone who was spiritually focused in his life, who was Ish Emes, a man of Teferis, and he was the one who was taken on the Ace of. We once mentioned here the concept of that Yaakov is Ash, 
Avram, Sarah, Aish, Emes, and Sholem against the straw of Esau, which is the cash, Kina and Sina, this hatred and this jealousy. And our job of Amisrael is to turn that Sinai of, God forbid, the Sina that was generated, that hatred, and to be all going, to be a light unto the nations, to be an inspiration to the whole world that this jealousy and this hatred is transformed into a warming, heartwarming fire of love and unification that brings this world to a place of oneness and togetherness and collaborative force of Yaakov and Esau working together. I don't know if Mordechai and Haman was ever intended to work together. There was a time period in their own journey where they were actually together in an army, it's a famous midrash, and Haman sold himself to Mordechai, just similarly as Esau sold for what for? For food. It was in a state of hunger and a state of difficulty, and Haman needed food, and Mordechai agreed to sell in a similar form like Yaakov sold the birthright, or the other way around, Esau sold the birthright for the food. This is the kind of ticker and the continuation. You see a theme throughout history, and we saw it Hashem Shemenu in the Holocaust, the most extreme level where it manifested this hatred, this anti-Semitism, and we're seeing it right now living in the Holy Land and this sort of anti-Zionistic, anti-Jewish sentiment that seems to have manifested. So what we're going to do, and it's interesting to note, we came on YouTube first, I just want to point out that YouTube, if you type in the hashtag for anti-Semitism, it doesn't appear. And if you type in Semitism on as a hashtag on YouTube, it doesn't appear. So it's very interesting to know that there is obviously some sort of already we're starting off on a left foot that this kind of discussion is something which the social media platforms are not really encouraging. But the key of our focus, and that will be the hashtag that does exist, and we'll start to add content to that hashtag because it's a new hashtag anti soulism. I want you guys out there to make the soul energy big. How do we transform this continual journey of hatred and jealousy from Asaph, from the nations towards the Jewish people? How do we transform it into a love, into a connection, into a, a human oneness that's truth of our essence? So we all go back to the first human creation of Adam and Chava. We all have a shorish, a similar root level, all created in divine image. We all have similar needs. Everybody has their similar, similar needs, all of you, including myself. Everyone is walking in this world with the same kind of needs as the next person. And the reality is that there's so much that unify, unifies us, there's so much universal principles that we can tune into that will give us ability to communicate and to continue to communicate and to develop the right kind of path for humankind so that we can actually get on. Right now, on the border of Ukraine, there's potentially a war between Russia and Ukraine, God forbid. And right now, many borders of Israel, there's potential war situations. And throughout the world, there's all kinds of discommunication, all kinds of misinformation, all kinds of divisiveness that's continuing to grow. Like they're saying right now, the mob after Elon Musk, another person previously was talking about Joe Rogan. It's crazy that we're in a world where people like, say, Rav Oresh, whose whole intent, and we're sitting in his merit in the studio in Yushalayim, and the whole campaign 
that we're developing here is about unity, is about love of all people. The prayers we ask you to have are for the love of all people. Now, the 30 minutes, now I don't know if everyone's able to do that, but even 20 minutes, 10 minutes, to, to pray sincerely for the love, the unification of all people. That is what Rav Oresh, as Paskin, has given over in this studio and through all our different Torah channels and in all his different base midrashim that he speaks in over the last year since Miron, or even longer now, he spoke about this concept that we as a people have to realize that the lack of love, the lack of unification, the lack of unity, the lack of soul is what's taking away our ability to unify together. So I need you guys to start now hashtagging anti-soulism. Make this word viral. Make it trend. Because I do believe that the anti-Semitic focus is getting us more into political realms, into historical realms, and it's we're sort of stuck in a sort of circle of hatred that we're not breaking out of. I think the concept of soul is the solution. This is the concept that I've been putting out there through my United Souls book, through my course. You can check out in description the United Souls substack now. We have the substack. We're already up to chapter S7, I believe, part seven. We're going to go hopefully to part eight. Extracts from my book, United Souls, with visual concepts and our classes that we have here. This concept we had, Avi Benjamin, in the studio yesterday, right next to me. We were able to have a wonderful class with Dine Elgrad. And he once again also focused on the true equity that the Torah brings, we have that campaign, you can join together, like the rabbi said yesterday, of it doesn't matter how rich you are or how poor you are, everyone can have a part in this is Pasha Shkolim, this is Pasha Viako. the Shem is drawing us all together, he's Viako, he's gathering us all, all the souls, into this place of holiness, into this place of sanctity, of dedication, of truth, of values that bind humanity and all of the Jewish people in the world. This is the kind of concept that Shkolem brings us, that we can all have a partner. doesn't matter how rich we are, doesn't matter how poor we are, doesn't matter our status, there's no status. It's all equalized through one thing, being lifting Hashem and giving, being in front of God and giving of whatever chiyas, whatever charity you're able to. And in this case, with Shkolem, it's a set amount. So once again, it doesn't make a difference. And there's also, the, as the rabbi so wisely taught us yesterday the idea that we're really only half the person we need that that humility that we need people out beyond us we're not by ourselves i can't run these classes i can't run this studio i can't get this class i can't get this concept out there without you guys doing it with me i can't have marriage without my other half i can't have children without my other half i have a money i'm only half the person and that's why i constantly seek your help because I can't do this by myself. This concept of partnership. It's not it's not a lack in me. It's actually this lack of seemingly lack of being half is giving me humility, which is a strength that as you know, we will quote her because, you know, I still believe in this concept, this idea of from Brene Brown, this concept. I mean, it's not just her concept, but she was the one who made it so much more in the people's minds and eyes and hearts, the idea of being able to seek validation, but the concept of being vulnerable, that is the real truth, the vulnerability, but it comes once again, we'll take it deeper than her, as Dr. Peterson has been saying, into humility, into that 
quest for truth, that quest for honesty, to be able to ask questions, to be able to seek out the truth. That's part of why we have these weekly classes. Now, once again, I need you guys to give me feedback. I need you to know that you're out there. You need to say something, give a heart, give a comment. Just mention, so I know when I'm doing these live feeds, I know that it's impacting together. I'm not by myself. Once again, I have that need, not because there's something wrong with me, but because I know that the point of these classes is to make an impact. We're here to bring change, and that's my hope. I want to ask everyone, by the way, if you do check out the links that we put on our platforms, that you share them. It's not enough just to watch. You have to share it. It's very important because it only stays by you if you, you watch it, which is great. We want you to learn and we want you to grow. But part of our request, basic request, every time we put something out there, is you, we ask of you to actually share it on. To give it a like, we'll get it out there more. To share it to a friend, put it on a on a WhatsApp group, get out these links. I can't do it by myself once again. This is the the call of, of the Pasha, the Akko, that it's something, it's a communal experience. It's not an individual experience. Not enough for us to just individually grow here. We need to do this on a communal level and come unity means that we have to join together and get these these platforms alive with Amuna. It's not enough for me to sit here and know I'm living in Yushalayim Baruch Hashem and I'm surrounded by people of Amuna. It's not enough for that. It's for me to be in that environment. It's, it's something which has to go global, has to go beyond because we're in a world which affects each other. As we're seeing right now, for example, people are talking about how financially the world's going into a difficult, challenging time with inflation. So we affect the, the ability for us to be able to purchase things, how we all affect each other on a global level. And you see how they affect also this concept of these new kinds of currencies that are developing, these, these cryptocurrencies and different concepts of online currencies this is a global experience it's not something by myself it's not something that i'm i can just have my own investments my own thing and it doesn't make a difference what you guys do we all affect each other the markets affect each other we have to realize that we have an accumulative effect and when it comes to amuna the concepts we're learning here we want it to impact the world because we want it to have a positive accumulative effect because if people are grounded in amuna they're talking to a shemisbrak which is really the real simple definition of Amunah, they're having a relationship with Hashem in their daily life. They're seeing how everything is for the good, as Rav Arish explains, and how much Hashem loves us, the creator of the world loves us. He gave us a purpose, he gave us a mission. There's, there's, there's not just whatever, there's a purpose to this world. And that gives us clarity. For example, I'll give you a personal story. When I was first meritorious to find this path of Hashem Yisbarach, of this journey of, of tshuva, of repentance, and develop my connection to Hashem when I grew up in North London, the entertainment world, and I hadn't yet put tefillin on. Now you'd say, why not? So I didn't have a mitzvah. So I had a mitzvah, but unfortunately it was in part of the reform movement, and the reform movement neglected me in that respect of the rabbis and the people there. You know, I'm not blaming them, but that was the reality, that they didn't put tefillin on me. There was a big box, they said it one time to me. They said, see that big box? And it was filled with all these things. I've never never learned about them, didn't know what they were. They said, go put that on and do the mitzvahs to fill in. No one explained to me what they were. It wasn't like a Chabadi, like Chabadnik came up to me, like the Kosa, like Guru Locks, Gil Locks, used to come up to me and say, have you put the fill on today? And then explain it beautifully and put it on, help me, assist me with the process. There was none of that going on. It was, honestly, it was just this, crazy like just 
go over there and it looked wacky like this box and it didn't look so good condition or anything i didn't know what was going on over there and that was my only time as a teenager that someone offered me to put the filling on so i was just like all right i'll just move on yeah moving on yeah and i i'd never had the situation until i came to israel as i said by chabad until i came to the kotel but there was a time before that before that trip to israel where i did put tefillin on and i'll give this as a merit to my brother-in-law Hashem. he wasn't my brother-in-law then but rafael he was the first person to put tefillin on me and when was it how do i know because it was the, one of the first shabbos i was keeping as a jewish person the first time i started keeping shabbos a lot to do with his influence and also some of the local chabad rabbi in university but by best started to warm up a little bit and that first time i put tefillin on was Pasha's viakal which turned out to be that year was my birthday week my bar mitzvah week how old was i 19. i was 19 the first time i put tefillin on i just turned 19. i was in university and i'd been to israel i'd have it, had a spiritual experience in israel uh, a few times actually i'd come to Svat and to shalim i went on tour wait years before and i it did slowly slowly started to wake my soul up a little bit being in the holy land but putting tefillin on was a profound change then things started speeding up thank you fully my brother-in-law to be bought me a sitter you know beautifully that i was going to marry his twin sister so that's my wife it was like a journey uh, that hashem was providing me all the tools as i was slowly opening my heart the chabad rabbi was down the road where i lived on and not on the campus thankfully so pastors viakov this pasha for always be in my mind as a time where my soul connected to hashem and the mind and the heart which is the idea of tefillin and first we put the hand one on first we have to get the heart into the rots and hashem then we can get the mind into the mitzvah and then together we should never have separation between the heart and the mind join them through the mitzvah to fill in the mitzvahs of tefillin these two mitzvahs that join the heart and the mind towards hashem and also our actions our hands everything our, the straps everything in kedushas tefillin is is a is a big ticken and it's even Maramas in the Yehudimai Sa'orev Simchas Asamika in the Megillah. Because we say, when we say Yehudimai Sa'orev, and the Jews were rejoicing, yeah, Yehudimai Sa'orev with light, Simchas and joy and happiness, Vayikra, and this preciousness, what's the preciousness? We kiss the tefillin at that moment. Vayikra is the tefillin, and that's where we're heading to. As we finish off the Pakudi, we're heading to Sefer Vayikra. We're heading to that, with that Aleph, with that little letter of humility, once again, we're getting back to this concept of humility. We're heading again to this concept of Yikra. That Hashem's calling out to us. We're having a relationship with Hashem. This is Korbanos, this is sacrifice. People out there in the reform world, I remember, they didn't understand. They're almost like, what is the point of all those sacrifices? And yeah, because we know from the spiritual Messiah that the relationship we have with Hashem through the Korbanos, through sacrifices, through Karevitz and to offer up our hearts to Hashem, this is through the through the self-sacrifice and that's representative in the giving up of all these animals and the blood and the process of the offerings in the base of in the temple in the mishkan that we're learning about this week this is a whole way of elevating the physical through the commandments of the spiritual through knowing that we have a way to fix this world and make it into a spiritual place that is the concept that when we're putting to fill on them we're, we're making a human being which is built a human being is built with boss of adam and we're Baruch Hashem, being able to now bring ourselves, thank God, to a place of spirituality, 
of Ashanti Basokham, that Hashem should dwell in this place. Hashem should dwell in our hearts, He should dwell in our minds, He should dwell in this physical world. And you have to understand on an intimate level, for example, we just had Shobhavim Tat, that we're now in this time, Kisisa, Biakha Pakude, we're understanding now these two parshas of completing Sefer Shmos. This is the Sefer Redemption as we started it. We talked about this already at the beginning. This is coming with the with the Mishkan, personally the Shabbos. We're going to be in Ashrenu, one of my favorite places to go to with Nissan Black. And Yosef Brown, we're going to be there with the families. We have a wonderful Shabbaton. Ashrenu Matov Chalkeinu with the Yeshiva Ashrenu. I worked there back in the day. I had the pleasure to host many people on the first musician other than Ari Lesser that we hosted as a proper full concert was Nissen Black. His first performance in Esther I was the one meritorious because I already knew him. Now this, how did I meet Nissen Black? This is another nice story. How did I get hold of Nissen Black all those years ago in 2011, the first time we discussed, we typed each other, became internet friends. That was the beginning. He was in Seattle. I was in, at that time, working in Beit Shemesh, living in Yushalayim, Beitar, between those two places. Because before that, before I moved to Beitar, I was already connected to a guy called Shine, Shine Poe. Now that was a very interesting story, how I got connected with him. We were camping somewhere, someone said they knew him. So bring him around for, for Yamta, for Shabbos. He came to him, I was davening Musaf in the holiest Musaf of the whole year in the, by the color of a Rebbe Shul, praying there. And we're saying my Shiva Ruach, when I guess him, turn around after Musaf and I see Shine Poe. He'd come to Shul, to color Rebbe, and there he is in the Shul. Moshe Levi Shine, that was his name back then. I still apparently still goes by it. Still goes as a Jew. As a Jew, it says he's not religious, but still goes as a Jew, or hopefully finished the full Gairis. It's something we were in the process back then. I didn't see the full story, but he's right now hopefully going to be in a Rolling Stones article, which they reminded me about him because they phoned me up and wanted to ask about his those six months when he was in Eretz Israel, and I thank God I was able to you know share a lot of positive moments with him that I had with Shine and how we took him to many Rabonim I and mean, he learned a lot and he helped with our causes. At that time, I was helping a lot of uh, descendants from Ethiopia make who were living here in a more poverty situation, help them make their bar mitzvah. And I was involved in a lot of charities back then. You can Google it, Ellie Goldsmith Shine, it will come up, New York Times article and all the different things we were involved in together back then and or at Sheva, all the different articles that went up in the news, thank God. And we were able to help a lot of people in that time together as we were working together. And then he went, thank God, he went on in his journey and now he might even be on his campaign journey towards becoming Prime Minister of Belize, where I think he's now the opposition, but he's heading that way. He has a lot of backing, a lot of famous, successful people. And, you know, Hashem should bless him. But the point was, at the end of that journey together that we had back then, one of his people said, you've got to check out this guy in Seattle. He's a very talented rapper. He, he was on MTV at that time. And his, his soul's waking up to wanting to be Jewish. So I was like, wow. So I got to go reach out to this dude and I found him and his name was D Black or that was his former name. And we all know now the story of Nissen Black. I'm sure you've heard the story here. We've had it in the studio. It's on all over the internet. Thank God he'll be telling it, please God, this Friday night in front of Yeshiva Ashrena for the new group of boys that come. And he obviously adds more and more layers to the story. And you all know Nissen Black as a student of Rav Shalom Orish, the, the Garden of Amuna books helped him in his journey. So my point here today is the soul connection. The, when we're going through this world, we're going to meet all kinds of souls, human souls, Jewish souls, gerim, converts, converted souls. 
really the concept of a convert again is someone that they really have in essence a Jewish soul. They were there by Hasinai, by the Kabbalah Torah. They were there receiving the Torah at the original Kabbalah Torah, and then through different parts of our journey in exile, they went away from the Jewish people somehow, got lost amongst the nations, and they come back. Their soul, their Jewish soul, their Shorish comes back, awakened at the end of days before Mashiach comes. And you'd say, why would you want to become a Jew? And when there's so much anti-Semitism, and you, you tell them the history of our people, so the answer is because they have a soul. Their souls awake. It's beyond the challenges of anti-Semitism. It's beyond the challenges of this exile and all the, the pain and suffering. It's, it's a level which is beyond. This is the concept of the soul, the neshama, yeah, taharihi. It's a pure essence. Elakai v'kirbi, Hashem put it inside of me. It's a pure essence. It's our, it's our true rev- revelation of who we are, in our essence, who we really are. And this is the key to understand. That all of us have a soul level. And that's something why we're discussing it again and again in these classes. And it's the answer to all the different challenges of our generation. The, the key for te- technology to not become overwhelming. People are like trying to put morality into technology and they're trying to work it out through their intellect, pushing their minds as much as they can. How can they control technology not becoming overwhelming and then it starts to control us through all these algorithms and AI and VR and all, all these different things. How does it not get out of control? So the answer simply is souls. You have an ishama. You have a spiritual guide, a force that's beyond all this physical reality, beyond the technology, beyond all this world, and is there to help impact this world. As we said, Hashem wants to dwell in this world. He doesn't want to be away from this world. He wants us to bring his name full. That's how we get rid of Haman, how we get rid of the Amalek, how we get rid of all the hatred and the and the jealousy. Is that the the name of God, the revelation of creation, is really what the name of God is. It's a revelation, it's Hishtaushalis of Yudkevavke, this creation of Chokhmabina, all the way through to the all the different spheres, the divine emanations into all of creation, all the way down to Alamasia, into this physical reality of eating and drinking, relationships with people. This is the concept that Hashem wants us to reveal His divinity into this world. And that's our challenge. That's what we're here for. And the key is, when there's a force out there which is against the soul, that was really the kavana, the intention of, we shouldn't even say kavana, but, you know, to take a holy word and use it in the same sentence, but Mein Kampf, Hitler, Machshamam, his intention was to wipe out the soul of humanity, not just the people of, of, of the Semitic race and all the other people involved. He wanted to wipe out that soul experience of humanity. That was the true war. And it's the same war going on till now. Gog and Magog on certain levels, whether it's as Alan Nava talks about in his classes, you can go over there and, and hear how he explains it. But the point is, without getting into all those sources of and people enjoy that for some reason, but going into the Ramchal and uh, the you know all the different sfarim of, of talk about the end of days and the Gemara, the Chazal. But the point on the that I want you to to take away from this class today, and not only that from this class, but to make it a viral trending reality. The anti-soulism is the challenge now. That the technology experience is, if it's without soul, if it's without universal principles guiding us, if it's without a, a true human intent, this is where everything starts to lose focus. Everything goes whack, as we can see from what happened in the Holocaust and what's happened time and time again for all the different corruption and pain that's going on in the world right now. This is the, the whole corona challenge. The problem was it wasn't with soul how we were trying to resolve it.
it was done purely with with science follow the science follow science science also has a source in spirituality yeah the the geniuses in science themselves have come to admit einstein and all these great people in science have realized that there's only so far they can go there's only so far they can discover and only so deep they can go into creation there's a certain point where it gets to that divine code that's the only place and the only way you can answer it is by through neshama through soul through Torah, through spirituality through opening yourself up to, with humility that there's something beyond the, everything that you're dealing with that's the concept of purim adaliyoda you get to this level through the drinking the drinking is just a tool to get you to that level and we, we have that wonderful uh, site where the Rav gives over a prayer that we say on Purim before we drink, but the concept is to get us to Adaliyoda, to get us to the level of not knowing, where we realize that there's a level of soul which is beyond this world. Really, the whole day of Purim, this whole time period, is the solution to all the challenges, the solution to Haman's Eitzes and Amalek's Eitzes and Hitler's Eitzes and Machshamam is to connect ourselves to the Aces of the Sadiq, the Sadiq Emes, Mordechai, Lekuti Halachas, the Hajjus Panim and Mordechai and Esther, the idea of this Gilui of Torah, this Gilui of spirituality that's in the hiddenness, in the Megiddus Esther, the revelation of constant seeking deeper and deeper root levels of really what's going on in creation, requesting the inner aspect of life, the inner wonders of life, the inner pleasures of life, the Tanugamiti, the true pleasures, and to connect ourselves into that realm, that is the realm of the soul, and that gives us the power to be free of all these sins. We spoke about yesterday with wonderful song from Abby Benjamin of confessions, the idea of Ashamnu, Bargagnu, Gizanu, all these different confessions. The idea is of a spotedness of talking to Hashem is to connect to our essence. And by once we're in front of Hashem, lifting Hashem to Taru, it purifies us. That when we're connecting to Hashem, we purify ourselves from all the negativity, all the heaviness of this life. And it will give us ability to have chiyas, to have energy. So that when we say, for example, out there in the world, they have all these programs about people who are falling and failing, and people are interested in watching the human reality of, of and fallacies and and lacks of humanity and seeing the process of how it's dealt with through different experiences. We have the power within all of us as humanity to understand that we have the wisdom to be able to overcome all these challenges. That all of us can can wipe away the pain of this exile through us seeking a deeper and deeper level of spirituality in a deep, deep, deep way. And my hope is that all of us will have the strength, no matter what happens, whatever confronts us. And it's amazing the amount of, uh, you know, things that are happening on my phone right now on the Facebook Live. There's so much, like, people are just hitting me up. The day was quiet. And now just bang, 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 it's America woke up. Whatever it is, people are awake now. And, you know, thank, Hashem should give us the strength to deal with our realities, to deal with our life, to deal with all our connections with people, to know that we have the ability to transform this world into a place of spiritual viaka, pakude, and the whole idea of of Shkolem to realize that we begin the Dalit Parshish, we're connecting into the Shemavaya, we're connecting into the Yud this week, and we spoke about it last week, the idea that Akura Tova, this little coin can make such a difference through doing a mitzvah of Hashem, and the idea that we connect ourselves to that little bit of good, and that's the Yud and the K and the Vavke, these Dalit Parshish that we're going to read coming up, Shkolem and 
Zohar, getting rid of Amalek, getting rid of all this doubt, and then getting into power, the purification, and then heading towards this Chadshus renewal, Apostles of Chodesh, and heading towards Chodesh Nisan, and Gula Samach Gula, redemption is next to redemption. This is the power that we have in this time right now to tune in to a different way of living, a more uplifted unified way of being and that's my goal that once we work through historically the anti-semitism that's tried to physically destroy us on a political level and a, and a physical reality and then we realize that the real essence of our people is the soul level and our message to the world is to spiritualize ourselves and spiritualize the physical and that soul level is the key the real place where the war is is really functioning on an inner level within each one of us and also globally and we have to realize that anti-soulism has to be fought with united souls and drawing together that truth that we're all together with Amunah and strengthening our soul level through learning Torah, through, through doing acts of kindness, through prayer, we will then have the power to bring unification to all of creation. And that is the truth that is within ourselves. And we have that ability. So myself, when I was 19, putting on that tefillin in this week's Parsha of Yaakov, I was binding myself to Hashem. And I didn't even realize how significant that moment was until, you know, I started to learn a bit more. And before Hashem, I had got mentioned my own tefillin, thank God. And I was able to come to live in Yushalayim and live a different life that I would have ever imagined growing up in Northwest London. But that's the truth. The souls of creation are waking up before Mashiach comes. And I was blessed to be one of those souls. And I still, hopefully, in that process of waking Waking up, but the true waking up, not all this other false waking up. The true waking up is that we have a soul. We have a soul, and a soul is kind, a soul is godly, a soul is giving, a soul is connected to this place where there's no connection to sin and negativity and jealousy or hatred. It's a place of truth and shalom and all these good things. And we please God, we'll be Zoha. We'll be blessed as a preparation for these special times we're in, the special Shabbos, Pasha Skolim, the Dalit Pashas, the the special Yom Tov Purim and what it all builds towards in our daily life, in our real life, in our business interaction, relationships, and in how we think about life, how we process our mindset. It should impact on a real way, and we'll be blessed, please God, with Mashiach Sekenu, and that's our holy redemption. Soon in our days, Amen. Everyone here, share this global. It's not enough, it just sits here, and we're going to keep going on this point again and again bringing this soul level global through hashtag anti-soulism there's a soul get that concept trending because people like to hear the not good side of it and once they're in the not good side they'll start to look for the solution which is united souls and the and everything we're trying to do over here amen thank you appreciate your partnership i can't do it alone thank you for joining us